0: I'm around or a bandana around his pitching arm, and I quickly texted him, said, "That that's got to be illegal. Come on, no, is and that where not in the men's league?
1: Now is that where you put the pine tar or the sunscreen? Jeez, I just had elbow surgery less the, than a year ago. Oh, oh was yeah, so, was it that he? Well, called oh yeah, that? oh, what oh yeah. What
0: was the name of that stuff that he called it? Bullfrog? Uh, bullfrog. That's yeah, what that's what Clay Buckholz used Buckles. to use, right? He's back on the DL, I see. Yeah,
1: I know, it's a shocker. Clay Buckholz is injured. I'm shocked. He was very, very good and then all of a sudden <laughs> yes. he was just like,
0: Nope, I'm I'm going on the I've, DL. I've had enough spotlight I'm done with that. I you know, I guess Thank you very much, I guess everybody. he had to go
1: back to the penthouse pet of the year or whatever it was, you know, or whatever it was. that's you know, I guess that that's consolation for him. It's all good. I'm sure he'll be back at some point. Now, we are currently going to talk about a little American Legion baseball. We're going to talk about youth baseball throughout Maine. Of course, uh, if you caught the article in the Sun Journal on Monday, you know who this guy is. He's the coach of the Franklin County American Legion team, Kyle Gunsinger. And Kyle, how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you? Guns. Guns. (laughs) The guns, okay. (laughs) Palmer and I go back a little ways.
1: You know, it's amazing. Palmer, between Palmer and Wing here, if I go anywhere with either one of them, like one, if I broadcast a game with Palmer, half of the game will be spent with Palmer talking to people that sidle up next to him during the game while I'm calling the game. And then with Wing and or if Haley's doing it too, it's kind of the, especially people like Haley will be talking to people, just come up, shake his hand. But with Palmer, it's even more noticeable, especially during the Augusta Civic Center when we're up doing the basketball tournament. And you know we'll be up in the corner. It's like third quarter, Greenville Valley. Everybody's playing, and then all of a sudden, somebody sit down, and be like, "Right, what'd you think of the rec meeting over in Dixfield the other night? How'd <laughs> that go?" I'm like, "What is what is happening what here? What is going you on? Know? Here. Like, I lost control is, here. You know, this is like hometown broadcasting stuff, man. sheesh hey, sheesh
2: hey, People gravitate towards good people.
1: That, you know you're yeah, right. You, you know that's that was probably the classiest thing that's ever been said on this show, <laughs> Coach. I mean that's because God knows I've never said anything like that. So uh-huh. let's uh, let's talk a little bit about. First of all, let's talk about the season. You've had some um, you've had some close calls. Uh, Palmer was was talking last year about uh, his summer and his summer doing uh, summer baseball and things of that nature. And and fingers crossed that everybody's going to show up before the game. What what's I, I guess with, without a better word, what's attendance been like uh, for the Legion Games this year?
2: For, for, for my own, I can only speak to myself. We're low on attendance. and um, You know, it's, it, West Maine's a little different than where I live. I live here in Central Maine and Winslow. Well. So I uh, actually, Mike Haley was my assistant principal when I graduated from Winslow, too, by the way. Oh, boy. Oh wow. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Lucky uh, you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, we bounced around a little ourselves. But... um it's, uh, how to put this, it, up to two years ago, we were getting 15, 18 kids a game. And, um, we were, you know, obviously, when you're, when you're a little bit better, more kids show up. That's just how it works in all the sports, you know. And um, But we're at the 10 to 11 mark the most games. So this weekend, we played a doubleheader against Augusta. We uh we waited 22 minutes for the ninth kid to show up, so it was 10:22 start instead of 10. Uh, played the first game. Actually, they played pretty well. We won three to one, and then in the second game, you know, with nine kids in the summer heat, um, they played pretty well. For the first three or four innings, and then after that, you could just see the gas tank go out of the the gas go out of the tank anyway. Um. But it's scary to look at for me, because I've been involved for about 21 years now. And uh, probably seven years ago, the last time I did high school, Um, and I coached here at Winslow. And I had 65 kids try out that year. This year, my nephew played, he's a sophomore, and I think they had 16 kids try out the entire program. So, I mean, it's problematic everywhere.
1: It, it really is. And, you know, it's funny. All I've, I've talked about, you know, it, the, one of the big topics on, on Boston Sports Radio this week is is how baseball's dying. Of course, everybody goes to the ex- extremes of these things, even though the Red Sox TV ratings are up this year and everything else. But it's something that I have noticed this year as well, that the big shows and things like that, it used to be you could four hours could go. If there was a Red Sox game the night before, you just you show up for the show that morning. And and you're going to talk Red Sox for four hours. You're going to break down every move from the first to the ninth. And you're going to break you know at the time you were going to break down what Terry Francona did for a move and what he should have done and what he shouldn't have done. And it's not like that anymore. It seems like the only time the Red Sox are talked about in conversation. I mean, you've got a guy in JD Martinez who might be having the best year uh, in, in in New England since. Freaking Karlier Stremsky in '67. I bet he could take. I, I bet he could take the tee into, into Fenway, and he he wouldn't be noticed, and nobody would be asking for selfies. You know what I mean? I think he could be totally anonymous. He could, think he, you know, and, and it's you're starting to see it start to affect what's going on in the major leagues. I think I think this is all kind of trickling down because when you say 65 kids to 16 kids trying out. And I know, you know, Ryan's had some some interesting numbers. I know there's there's JV issues at, at Deergo, but he's, he raised his, his funds for his baseball team. You know, it, Ryan, how many kids did you have try out for your team this year? 16. 16, okay. So you're going – that's quite a number. I mean, you used to be picking from quite a few more kids to get down to 16, and now you're just kind of getting to 16. I mean, it's – what could we do here to, to, get this, to get this rolling? Like, is this – Does this start at the lower levels to work its way up? Is this something that you know lower levels all the way down, including, and then all the way up to the highest levels need to work together on because you're going to need to get some people in to play the sport if you want to keep it going? Is what it seems.
2: I I, yeah, I think there you know we do have to all work together, but there's you know. And I'm an old school guy myself, I've coached football, I've been into all the old school stuff, love to crack together in football. Uh, But kids today are different, and we have to be willing to change, no matter how old school we are. Um, Whether it was, I thought it was pretty fun the other night. What was the uniform thing they did in Seattle?
1: Oh yeah, they did the future uniforms. That was pretty good.
2: You checked out, I get a reaction out of my 16 year old nephew. Like, wow, that's pretty cool, you know? And, and God forbid, somebody does a bat flip or something after a home run and it gets drilled in the back or whatever, you know? And, and, and You just can't do... The, the, sh- the sands have shifted to a different thing. But, it, you know, I, I go back to really the youth thing, and, and the youth thing to me is there's way too much focus on all-star, type, all-star travel, anything like that, because... You're, you're, what you're doing when you do that is you're excluding kids, and and when I got, when was it? When was it? Probably in college. I think I was a sophomore in college. I was playing baseball and football at Norwich University, and I and I decided to help out the junior high at, at Northfield in Vermont, and and I they did the most fascinating thing with baseball I've ever seen. Of course, with the numbers right now, we can't do it, but they did not cut kids. They actually had a team one, two, I think it was like four or five different baseball teams and as opposed to traveling around paying for a bus, paying for whatever they actually self-umpired games and, and it kind of taught the kids games too, but they play amongst themselves outside of traveling out and playing very locally and, and you know that you get into all that stuff in the baseball baseball's fun when you get to it, but it's hard at it heck to play And and you can be embarrassed pretty heavily. You know, a kid never sees a a curveball, a real good 12 to 6. I've got, like, three kids from Rangeley up there, 42 students. And, uh, you know, in the class D, is smaller, so they see mostly fastball. The first time one of those kids sees a curveball, it's, ooh, look at that. It's a swing, and the ball's like, six feet long when they take the swing. So they haven't learned the game either. And and some of that is, you know, like, like, Brian – for this because I play in the men's league with a man. Is that when we were kids? A lot of times, it, we didn't need the adults to go out and play. We went down to the baseball field after practice and, and kind of had a pickup game. And that that seems like a dead animal.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't see that much. You're right. I, you know, on that, on that trip no. that the, on that trip that you know, you usually see kids rolling around like I can you know playing catch or whatever. I can count on one hand the amount of times I've seen kids playing baseball like you used to. It was all you could do to get five, six, seven kids to go in and then rotate positions, you know, for an inning here, an inning there.
0: I'm not sure we're even seeing kids shooting baskets anymore. I don't see that anymore either, you know.
2: I have a park less than 200 feet from my house here in Winslow. It's Norton, uh, Norton Park or what have you. And you'll go over by it, and there's nothing. There might, you know, the one thing you the two things you do see are they run um, travel soccer, and travel, uh, lacrosse. Well, so lacrosse is taking a little bit of an effect. I don't, I don't think it's killed baseball to the effect people have said. I think one of the hidden ones that people don't talk about is actually tennis, believe it or not. Um, when I started coaching baseball at Winslow, I think it was like 1999, they had six kids in the, uh, the tennis program, all right? That was boys and girls. It was three each. And, uh... In 2011, I think, was my last year or something like that. Anyway, there were like 52 kids on the tennis team. But it's an individual sport. You could do it yourself. And it's, you know, you can go down to the park and play if you've got two people.
1: Or you can, or you can take it, and you know, you want to practice. You know, back in back in the day when I was a kid, you know, growing up and growing up on Hall Hill Road in Dixfield, I was taking the baseball and rolling it off the roof and catching it, and working on my dives and all my other stuff. Right? Nowadays, you know, I mean, that's what, that's what you'd always see that. You know, I was an only child, and there were three kids in the neighborhood that kind of played baseball. So occasionally, I'd get together with them, and you know, we'd go up and play one-on-one baseball with ghost runners and all sorts of stuff, you know, like that's, you know, and the ghost runners can only do one at a time, which I've never quite understood. Like, like, I think of all the, all the games that I was like, man, I should have scored that runner for a second. No, no, he, he would have made it, you know, he probably, probably would have, probably would have slid in there. But I mean, I don't see that anymore. I, I just don't, I don't, I've seen some commercials lately watching MLB TV and you see kids playing and they're, they're counting and then they're, they're playing in the, in the, in the hotel hallway. I mean, I remember when we, you know, if you didn't want to hit and you just want to work on your pitching, you know, you'd pretend to pitch and you'd, you'd work on these pitches and you'd pretend to be Greg Maddox and you'd pretend to be Pedro or you'd pretend to be Roger Clemens or whoever it was. And we yeah. don't see any of that anymore either. Now they're pretending to do that on their video games when they when they play next to somebody is what it sounds like. It doesn't seem like they're doing it physically anymore. They're not trying to recreate that.
2: No, and you can hit reset when you strike out and start over. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> It, it, it's funny I've got uh, two nephews that I, that I raise and, and one is right into sports loves them so he plays football hockey and baseball um, and the other one my god you couldn't get him near anything like that it, 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 there's no desire um, and I mean I, my family wise I go back I, I played baseball and football in college my brother played basketball in college my father was a football player in college so it's not like he hasn't been around it his whole life um, it's just, they, they, like the hard things, the kids have a harder time with today. And that's not a knock on kids. Some of that, I'm sure I'm going to get myself in trouble before I say this, but it's, it's a little bit of helicopter parenting, if you
0: know what
1: I mean. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> Shocked. I am stunned by this. <laughs> I am, I am floored and aghast. And you, but you made a good point when you tie into helicopter parenting. A lot of times, people want to be so in control of their kid's life because they're fearful of all the things they see out there because, yeah, you know what? You're right. There's some crazy things out there right now, and we all want to protect our kids from things. You know, but back in, you know, back in 90, God, 93, I'd tell my mom I was going for a walk, and I'd leave Hall Hill, and I'd walk all over Dixville. I'd walk down to the high school. I'd loop up, go down. I'd always run into people and walk home now with no cell phone there was no no walkie-talkie there was no anything we was just be heading out i'll be back at a certain time right
2: the now phone might be my least favorite invention of all
1: time. i'm and, to, and, and nowadays if one of my kids told me that they were going to the store i'd be like you you, you got right. a gun you know like what? <laughs> you got a bow and arrow you know like what do you got here because there's you, you must be out of your mind you know it's a it's a different era nowadays but and I like to think I'm common sense, but I think there are other people out there that probably get a little little tighter. But when you mention a sport like tennis that's individualized, that's something that, you know, if your kid is not relying on... You know, if your kid's a first baseman and everybody in the infield can't throw it to first base, your kid's never going to look like a good first baseman. But boy, if you get a good tennis player and they're really good and they work hard and they can beat other people... You know they're going to start seeing those results right away, you know? And, and I, I think that leads into that, so that makes a good point. I don't think lacrosse has taken as many kids away from baseball as we think, because I think those lacrosse kids, honestly, were either, you know, doing shot put or or other track things, or they weren't doing anything during the spring, because a lot of those lacrosse kids are playing hockey, you know?
2: Yeah, well, that, that's fair, too, but hockey used to tie into baseball, if you think about it, because there's a lot of hand-eye coordination yeah. similarity. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, like, I kind of like when a kid does more sports. When you get talking to the college guys, they really like a, um, you know, a multi-sport athlete. We've got so much specialization going on. I, I give you an idea. There's a lady in my office, lovely lady. husband's a great guy. But um, their kids that play soccer uh, every weekend of the year. They're they're literally traveling out of state to Massachusetts, Connecticut, wherever. And, and my God, at some point the kid's going to go, hey, can I go on a water slide, dude? (laughs) Hey,
0: hey Coach, are there any specific rules that govern American Legion Baseball that you think are interfering, either the rules of the game or the rules of Legion itself? Uh, Are there things that you think are kind of holding it back?
2: I have one theory I think would would alleviate some issue, and I mean, there is a lot of blowback on this particular one for whatever reason it's um I believe we should open borders with a kid, let them go play wherever the heck they want to play. so some kid lives in Portland, but he goes up to the county for a for the summer. I don't know how you do that, but anyway, I, and I love people in the county, don't get me wrong um but You know, you got a summer home somewhere. Just let them play wherever. Let them play with who they want. Open them as opposed to keep them in an area. But the other part of that is the travel distance has changed immensely in the last five years. I think the – I ran Waterville's Legion program in, I don't know, it was 2009, 2010. uh, But I think the furthest we traveled for a game was 45 minutes to Rockland, but everything else was within a half hour and and let's be honest we've got we've got a, a generation of kids with less patience than me which is absurd
1: <laughs> it's true you know I mean you can't well I mean you can't look at your cell phone when you're driving anymore so that's not you know should have been doing it anyways so I mean that's one thing that's, that's always one of the drawbacks and no but you're right and, and you know a lot of kids you know you're right a lot of, a lot of parents will send their kids to go stay with grandma or grandpa for the summer and they may live somewhere else you know what I mean So yeah, I mean that could be that could certainly be something to help. Plus, you know maybe there's a kid that really wants to play, but there's no team in his area. I mean, I grew up in you know I grew up in Dixfield, and then I I moved to Jay Livermore Falls. How many teams were there in Jay Livermore Falls back in the in the '90s? It seems like there was a ton. There was, I mean, I was going to Babe Ruth. I was going to the. Hippoc Field in Farmington, and then I was going to the high school in Levitt. I mean, I was going and seeing going everywhere watching my friends play at that time. I'd given up playing at that point because I realized I was not good. So, and they were still okay, and they were still playing. So I was going to their games and hanging out just for something to do during the summer. But you know, I was following team after team after team and going all over the place. And and nowadays, I I don't think. I mean, it's just all the Franklin County now. It's all combined. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's crazy. Like here where I live, I I played for a little team that was called Edel Lake. (laughs) It was named after a store, believe it or not, down in China. And and they sponsored us. But it was Winslow and Erskine kids only and we had a couple of kids that like lived in China that I think Lucas Adams was one. He went to Waterville. But we had a what is that? That was six hundred at Winslow at the time, about three hundred. So it was a nine hundred person draw and, and that was like more along the line to what what it it would work out better as far as I'm concerned, only because what we're doing now is basically the league I played in has become one team. You know, Waterville, Winslow, Lawrence, Mesolansky, Skowhegan, Madison, Karabek are all one team. Now you think of the distance between the furthest point to those
0: things. Yeah, oh,
2: and and then they're going to take those kids and they travel up to Trenton. <laughs> That's crazy. You're going to Trenton for a baseball game. Which, again, you know, I, the kids from Trenton, you want them to play. I think that's MBI and somebody else, maybe else. Right, But yeah. Um, we're traveling four hours for a one-hour game. And it's, you know, like I said, the patience level of kids, the travel involved, and I I, I don't want to sound negative, but the quality of play right now is very good. So it's not great either.
1: I agree, There, Definitely agree.
2: You know, we... Uh, I graduated in 1995. I've said this a couple times to people lately. The, the year I graduated, of course, Matt Kinney was the best player in the state of Maine, right? He went to right to the draft. But there were 29 other kids that accepted Division One scholarships at that point in time. I couldn't tell you the number now, but I, I bet you it's not 29.
1: I, I'd say off the top of my head, yeah, I'd, I'd say gonna, single digits. I'm going to guess. You know, yeah. And a lot of these kids that play in Maine that go to Maine... They're not getting the full they're not getting the full they're getting the they're getting the partial or they're getting the you know what I mean and that's not that's not right. a knock on that it's just it's the way it's changed like it'd be tough for me if I was if I was coaching a team to, to find a guy and, and make sure he was getting full because I don't know how much he's pitched you know and until the pitch count thing like I saw a kid that pitched 150 a couple of years ago in a game
0: you know and those things happen Hey coach the is the you know the support of the of the legion itself and then the finances involved. Uh, what's it cost a kid to play on a team these days? Is is that one of the factors?
2: For us, no, because we're actually, we don't have, we're incorporated or LLC, one or the other, anywho. Um, and we're actually, we're run off the back of donations. I think a kid for us pays 20, 25 bucks, and that's it. Wow. So it, it. You know, with us, it's not a cost issue, but you look at some of those other AAUs pay to play, they have to $7,000 to play in those things.
1: Plus, you're traveling all over the place at hotels and food, and you know if anybody goes on a trip anywhere, you go on a road trip for the weekend. You know how much you spend. Wow! And then yeah. if you bring in, if you bring in one kid, and if you have got three others that you bring in, you know they, they can't all. You know they all don't look under twelve, so you can get the free kids meal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not. It's not how that goes.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, they, they, they did the less, of the free kids meal. You know, shoot, while it was my thirteen year old, fourteen year old nephew was like five foot nine, so I, I got out of that when he was ten. And he stopped
1: serving him that. Oh yeah, totally. You'd have to like show something. Like I still, I still like occasionally try to pass off my kids as you know under the age or whatever, so I can get to the Freiburg Fair without having to pay an arm and leg. You know, yeah. I mean. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do, too, is when you bring the kids to the beach and they'll ask how many there are and you're about to go in and one of the park passes, just just sit down in the back, guys. Just sit down, get down in the back, stay down. It'll save us a couple bucks there, you know.
2: You got, Have you guys ever been to Mount Washington?
0: I have yes. not recently.
2: Well, back when I was a kid, we used to stuff one or two guys in the trunk so we had to pay less, you know. Yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> a drive-in. <laughs> stuff them in the trunk <laughs> of the drive-in, then get them out once you get in there. Oh, yeah. that's a
2: yeah, good, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: That's until the time like, "Oh, I didn't I didn't tell you the trunk didn't work?" Yeah, oh yeah, it's Oops. Yeah, it's good times. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what we need, what we're what we're looking for.
2: Um, but you know, I think the youth, we got to change some youth stuff, too, man. You know, it it make it faster, cut the innings down. I don't know, if you I don't even I wouldn't even be opposed to two outs in like, you know, uh, not formally, but uh, when they're always picking daisies there. <laughs> uh people
1: yeah, I mean, I could go with a instead I think instead of, I think in youth, maybe, just to I think that's a good point. I think if you can create a sense of urgency in youth, okay, with the game and make it seem like how in the hell is softball so fast paced as opposed to baseball? You know what I mean? Like, I, I talked to a beat, there's a beat writer I know, a very good, good good friend of mine, who's like, they were asking, you know, what do you want to do for the spring? He's like, yeah, I'll do softball. They're like, really? And they signed him right up. Like, why do you want to do softball? He goes, because the games are usually an hour faster.
2: He's totally right. No, he is and I mean, I, I used to watch College World Series all the time, but if the
1: softball college is on, I'll watch that That for the same reason. Well, okay. Maddie and I, well, quote, winged it, too, with the, the TV, the, the Madison State Championship softball game, hour and 14 minutes. Yeah, yeah, hour and fourteen yeah. minutes, and we, and then you were still. The baseball game started. I'm pretty sure a Nap half all. hour after, Nap- and was still going an hour and a half after the softball game ended, uh, across the way. You know what I mean? And it's one of those deals. Like, if you start the youth early, say, look, you get two strikes. It's three two is it? Like you get two balls, you get two yeah. strikes, done. You get three balls, you're walking. You get two strikes, you're you're out. If you start that early in youth, I think you could get that going. I think if you get a... I I don't even know if it needs to be a pitch clock it just and just needs to be to, something until the empire to call strikes. Tell the empire to call strikes. On. You know that, and, and, and that's, I think if you get that going, I I think you can get that moving. I think, I think. There's got to be a way to start incorporating some of the stuff like I always look back at teams like, you know, those fast teams in the the 80s, you know, the 87 Cardinals, stuff like that. Bunting, moving, constantly moving and stealing bases and and taking the extra stuff. I think that's all getting lost in the shuffle right now.
2: Absolutely. I haven't seen a hit and run in five years. (laughs) Yeah. Red Sox. You know, one of the other things you could do is is if you go extras, start with a guy on second one out. You know, even they, they're old talking days. about that.
0: Yeah.
1: They do it in the minor leagues? Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to start that, I think, on the minor leagues this year. Or, or they doing something with it. I, so, I'm
2: sure I heard it somewhere, then. It couldn't have been my idea. I'm not
1: that bright. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Gunziger <laughs> is the coach of the Franklin County American Legion team. Coach, have a good rest of the season. We'll talk to you again soon, man.
2: Hey, my pleasure. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. We will have more on the way. Callie Oaks will join us from the Georgetown News Graphic around the bend... You're listening to Sports Time on the NBR Radio Network. You're listening to the B-List Daily on Sports Time, Maine, AM 780, WTME, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield.